Hey, Bob WP here, and welcome to Woo Biz Chat, a Do the Woo podcast show. The show is brought to you by A2 Hosting, where speed and security is priority 24-7 for all your clients' woo shops at a2hosting.com. And Weglot, who is known in the WordPressing WooCommerce space as a solution to help builders turn client sites into multilingual shops at weglot.com. I'll tell you more about our two sponsors later in the show, but we are kicking in with the last episode with our newest hosts, Adam and Emma, as they follow up with their last show with a post-mortem marketing analysis of Black Friday, or what I like to call stuff you should know. Now, of course, this info would be helpful for any large marketing campaign you might do. So listen in for some nuggets that could help you on that next campaign. Hello, Miss Emma. Hello, Sir Adam. (laughs) Oh my goodness, this is Do The Woo Woo Biz Chat. We are so glad that you are joining us. We hope that you find a uh, a nice cup of cocoa and uh, join us for some biz chat about woo. Yes. What exactly are we talking about today, Adam, about woo? See, the problem, hold on. There's a problem is that this is an audio-only podcast, Mm. and I feel like there's something missing here. Emma, can you explain what's missing? Well, because we have faces for radio, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we decided to uh, spice up our recording that nobody will see, um, except for I kind of halfway failed. But Adam is in a, it seems like a full-on Grinch onesie. It goes, it's the whole thing, isn't it? Oh, yeah, and he's doing the Grinch thing. <laughs> it's totally the whole thing, Yes. All right. Well, uh, let's let's get in for the people because uh, the preamble uh, to to this episode is is really really important. Um, all right. So yeah, what are we what are we talking about today, Miss um, Miss Emma? Yeah, I think um, we are going to follow up our last podcast, but then kind of uh, try to answer some more questions for you. So uh, I guess we have the best way to sum it up is a post mortem. Of our kind of, yeah, of our marketing analysis. So here we go. Post-mortem marketing analysis. We experienced Black Friday, the blackest of Fridays. And it's been really interesting. Have you been watching the Twitters and the X's and the, po- and the, uh, the different discussions about how people did on Black Friday, Cyber Monday? Did you catch up on any of that? news i did see a few of them um kind of more paying attention to where like more of hostinger's niche of course but there are some very uh, a lot of similarities actually this was a very interesting black friday and cyber monday cyber week uh for and for a lot of companies i think we all kind of followed very similar trends yeah i I think so. All right. So let's set some context for what we're going to do on this this episode. It's really important that after you do something big, post-mortem, after death, uh, if you Google image that, don't. Uh, but in a business environment, it's really Im- it's a, an important 
process to go through after you put a big effort into something to evaluate what it was. Did it go well? Did it, uh, was it poorly received? Was there something we should change? And then writing that down. We're going to try to give you guys some links, some tools, but many of you just did Black Friday. And before that goes too far in the recesses of your memory so that you're not depending on your memory, we encourage you do a postmortem. There are a ton of templates out there on how to do this. We're going to kind of take you through some basic ways to think about a postmortem and then some of our observations of of people in WordPress and and how it went for them. So yeah, let's uh let's jump right into it and and talk about postmortem. So yeah, what were you what were some of your observations, general trends? What are you what are you thinking about? Yeah, I think um in general, just uh before we jump straight into that is like a it's not always necessarily focusing on dwelling on like what didn't work or what went wrong, but also just like reviewing and understanding why that happened. Um and I think like there are some very good ones that um I've I've been reading, but just like from a personal note, um, from I guess my overall consensus is that it didn't follow this Black Friday and Cyber Monday and week didn't follow the same predictions that the last few have done. I'm not sure if this is like the first one full on after COVID where we were just like, um, I don't know if there was just different. I don't know if I can say that, actually, because I don't. I don't know. But uh, but yeah, it seemed like quite a few things, especially in the tech world. Um, Black Friday day was not as successful as all the other days. And usually that's like the the big hitter. You know, that's that's the one where you're like, OK, that's going to be the big day. We're going to break all the records. We're going to have all of our big success. But it was actually everything except for that day. <laughs> Uh, it was like, uh, you know, the days um, or even the weeks, depending on when you got your when you started your campaigns for it um, leading up to it. And then it was almost like everybody was waiting for like s- some last minute sales or something like that. And so Black Friday deals were good. They were successful, but they didn't blow out any numbers in any t- like th- I didn't see any of those those posts from other like companies or on like Twitter or X and being like, um yeah, world record for us for this week and for this day. It was like <laughs> that came on Tuesday after Cyber Monday happened or something like that. So it was very interesting to see. Like, what are some of the stuff that you found? It's been fascinating to to follow different people. Uh, Katie Keith, which the, the show knows well, uh, Barn 2 Plugin, she did a nice breakdown. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate when people do business in public because for so many of us, we're just trying to figure out how all this works. Did you did you catch her um, that on the on on the twitters on the X? What are we calling it these days? Uh, uh, that's that whatever that thing. Mm-hmm. Did you catch her post <laughs> about that? I did. Yeah. Yeah. Any any takeaways from her? Because she's you know Barn Two plugins. They're a, a successful uh, barn of plugins and. I really thought that her analysis was was helpful. Anything stand out for you in that? Maybe we can make sure people uh, get to her Twitter. But yeah, anything that helped you understand what she was going through? Um, 
to be honest, like the way that she explains everything is just so like exactly what you're saying. So real. And so like, hey, it happens to all of us. Like, let me give you some numbers. Let me give you some of my uh, internal monologues so that you know, like how I came across this. But similar with with what I was seeing with other people is like for her as well. Black Friday did a lot worse than that was expected. We did good. Everybody did good, but it was, I don't know, were, were our goals too high or were we projecting too much? But it seemed to come just on a different day, but different days for everybody. So I'm not sure, like, I would have to dive further in or, uh, you know, see exactly what they were doing. But it was also weird, <laughs> weirdly perfect because I also did, uh, an, or like, uh, we also did some slightly of an email mistake. So it's kind of, okay. uh, I don't know, a trend. <laughs> Two people, is that a trend? Um, but yeah, I just like, I think hers is a very good example and maybe we can link to it or something so people can see how she went through it because there was no template. It was just like, Hey, here's what I did. Here's what I was hoping for. And here's what I think moving forward. And, um, she put a lot of percentages, a lot of numbers, and then just like spoke to you like a human being, which I think is helpful. Yes. Helpful. (laughs) Yeah. Very, very helpful. Yeah. Uh, another one. Well, yeah, so she she saw an increase. A couple of takeaways was that Black Friday wasn't the, the biggest date part because she felt that her um, some of the email syncing was off. So that's a, a big thing. She, as many others, and I'm going to pose, pose this question to you, did not see, mostly she saw organic traffic. She put in a, you know, a couple of dozen of the Black Friday deal sites, that's not where their sales came from. What are your thoughts on all of these lists? There's at least, yeah, a couple dozen out there that here's our, you know, our list of Black Friday. Actually, I helped um, the WP world and we did a list of lists. We actually list listed all of the places where the Black Friday lists were at. And, but people weren't, the because people use the UTMs, the uh urchin, what is that called? Urchin tracking metrics at UTM. Am I saying that right? Um, they would use the UTMs to be able to see where their traffic came from, but but by and large, they weren't coming from those Black Friday lists. As we kind of get into this postmortem of dissecting things down specifically, what are your thoughts on on that? Th- those those lists. Yeah, um, actually, we had a very similar, uh, re- I guess, response to our, because we have one as well, you know, like uh, with some of our partners and like just we had a list as well. And compared to last year, it didn't do as well as has it has in previous years. Like, so I'm, I was, it, it will be curious to look in to see like when you're doing like your data analysis or when you're trying to like evaluate your processes and where you were putting like the the big hitters on your campaign um what was working for your type of target audience and who like uh was maybe it would have been better to put more money in PPC ad like i saw that those were successful for Katie as well um but maybe that's where we need to start looking depending on your target audience moving forward so um yeah i think uh this is a a really good thing to practice like you know bringing everything after like after these campaigns and looking at your data altogether, having some type of evaluation to look at your stat, like your strategies and your tactics, and then taking all of that and gathering it into some nice feedback, like 
uh, now I feel like we should make a screenshot or something like that of Katie's uh, Twitter feed because it's just uh, <laughs> we just keep using it as a good example. And then, you know, like having some type of review and overall, like, what are we going to do moving forward with that? Well, another example was uh, from Post Status. Uh, Corey and Corey, they have been building an app in public. So I recommend if you're kind of curious about building a plugin, go watch their series because they build a plugin for WordPress and they've recorded it all. It's all on different. And their first season was building the app. Season two is after you've built it, what comes next? So season two, episode two, was their postmortem on Black Friday. And I, I'll go over a couple of observations that I had, I'll synthesize, but go follow them, go watch what they did. But they they saw some sales and that was, was helpful for Black Friday. So things, but they also just launched. They also did not see the bump from the the Black Friday lists. But as they were thinking that through, it's paying attention to your own buying pattern. Like, how did you purchase stuff on Black Friday? And Corey made, Corey and Corey, Corey Massey said, uh, what I would do is, is like, I bought stuff on Black Friday. I bought plugins for my clients, for my own stuff, but I didn't typically go to a list and then click on the list. I might look at the list, go through some of those things, and then I'd close it. And later on, I would go and say, now I'm going to sit down, purchase this stuff. Oh, I remember so-and-so has this thing. Maybe it's Barn 2 plugins. They have that sale. And they he would go back later. And that means that those companies were getting those organic searches because you just Google, oh yeah, they're having a sale. Let me just go to their website. I found, is that, do you click on those lists for any type of thing? Uh, laughing because I'm like, I have that song in my head that's like, don't be suspicious, don't be suspicious. Because I don't know if it has to do with us being in marketing or me, like we're being an SEO, that I am so suspicious of those lists, even though I make them, you know, and I'm like, no, trust me. Like, yeah. but I don't know how, you know, like who's going to trust just for Emma Young. <laughs> yeah, but I do the same thing. Like, uh, I don't actually know if I've ever clicked on like a list like that since working in like SEO and marketing um, because I'm suspicious. But uh, but uh, another thing is um, like I do that with flights as well. You know, like I'm not going to trust you, Skyscanner. I'm going to go look on the actual website. Uh, but that being said, it is in my mind and I will actually be contributing to organic traffic because I will click, I will just open up a new tab and look at it that way and see if the deal is legit, if it's if it's less or more, but I'll keep both of them open and just do a kind of a comparison, but it does stick in my mind. So I think it does help more with like the long term if I really do actually want to buy that or am I scrolling? Right. So I think the takeaway is not to abandon the lists. I think being on those lists are important. But my takeaway, and this is part of our postmortem, is what conclusions can you take is I have this data that said the Black Friday lists weren't helpful from a sales perspective. That's why you have to more critically analyze the, the data and use a little bit of detective work to say, OK, well, where did this data come from? And 
with several of, of my clients where we're helping people get exposure for Black Friday, they had a similar thing where, yep, stuff wasn't coming from the lists. Most of it was organic. When you think about it, or are you just thinking of that name? Like, well, no, they they had to think of some reason to search organic. What we can deduce is that those lists, they were getting traffic. People went to visit those lists because the people who own those lists can say, hey, we got a ton of traffic to these, these lists. And what's happening, in my opinion, is that it is helpful for that brand recognition to stir in your memory. Oh, I do need to go get that thing. I'm not clicking on it right now. Maybe right now is not when I'm ready to buy, but I might need to think about it and and it's going to be in a day. And I would say that that's my takeaway from the lists not getting, uh, getting clicks, but organic still being successful. Yeah. And I feel like obviously I love organic traffic. It's uh, that to me is more successful and like I'm backing you up on that brand recognition and trust in the long term, because if you just click on the list and immediately buy something, maybe it's a one-time customer. Or But if it's somebody that's like, oh, I actually remember this name and I come back to it, doesn't maybe it's the next day, maybe it's like two months from now when you're like, oh, what was that again? And they start searching for it. And so, yes, yeah, so we so we have this postmortem in marketing. We've talked about some of our key components, what you should do. A little bit about why it's important. Maybe we can dive into that. But what? But also, like, what do you do with all of this information? So now we've talked. We've said this word a hundred times, maybe not, maybe four times. Um, and uh, yeah, like, why? Why should anybody care about this postmortem? And all right, so let's let's break it down again. We we talked about a big event. You did a post your your postmortem, and which means after the mortem, <laughs> after death in marketing, it's this idea that. We want to learn from what has happened and we're going to write this down. There are templates that you can use to go through this process. What we have been sharing is that there are companies who are doing this in public and we're very thankful for them that are sharing their their data. Uh, we had one company that said that they were 19% up year over year. We had another company that said they're absolutely flat. And uh, so it, it, it does range. And now what we're talking about is these, um, like, what do we, what do we do with that? So one is kind of this data analysis. So analyze your data. The next part is your evaluation assessment of those goals. Were we realistic? We want a 10 X and we're going to sell a bajillion copies. Like, okay, well that, that didn't happen. That wasn't realistic. Um, when we don't hit our goals, we can have this reaction of we're bad, <laughs> we're Suspicious. failures, <laughs> So yeah, um, so, but I think it's it's important to, if you're in business, to wear a bit of a thick skin in that, yeah, it's it's like, okay, that's information, now what do I do? Um. All right, so we've got our evaluation. We're, we're gathering feedback um, in our next, and then we're doing kind of a financial review. Where did we spend our money? And financial review also is your time and energy because you're you're paying for that. Um, 
and then uh, and then creating that that action plan. Um, all right, so let's let's talk about action plans. What other things were people doing for Black Friday? If we take these different companies who were putting out their uh, their Black Friday deals, what ways were they actually doing? So one were the lists. Um, what else? How, what else did people do? Uh, yeah. So some, like, I, I guess obviously ads. So I think YouTube ads were, some PPC ads were on fire. I, um, and I don't understand the algorithm and how it works or what's listening to me, but I was getting some interesting ads, but I think it's clear to see who was putting the money in there. Um, and on for what keywords, um, definitely reaching out to your email lists. Um, I got some of those, you know, I actually don't remember seeing many like prints, like billboards, well, maybe just because I don't have many of those around, but, um, even on social media, there was quite a few ads. Um, I don't know. YouTube for some reason is sticking in my head because I don't think I actually spent that much time on it, but, uh, every single thing was Black Friday related yeah what did what did you guys do for 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 youtube or what was your strategy <laughs> yeah Black Friday. we had yeah we had a obviously our our um web hosting uh, but we had different segments you know like if you wanted more of like a shared hosting or a managed wordpress hosting if you want to sell to for your e-commerce or your your woo site you know um uh, all of that was there and it was successful <laughs> Weglot is known as an industry standard in the WordPress space to help builders turn client sites into multilingual shops. And as a supporter of the WooCommerce community, they are not only helping with the language barrier of Woo shops around the world, but they are also global sponsors in the WordPress ecosystem. With this sponsorship, they continue to build long-lasting relationships and make new connections with the community and with you, the Woo Builders. So kudos to Weglap for this larger support to the ecosystem and make sure at the next event you attend to find them and say hi. And you can always learn more about Weglot by simply going to their site, weglot.com. Every site you build has the potential to be fast and secure. With A2 e-commerce hosting, it's understood that your client stores are running 24-7, and that speed is critical to keep both of you happy. As you have heard a number of times from guests, performance is key. A2 hosting VPS and dedicated turbo plans will make you a shining star when it comes to your clients. They even have a one-click deployment for Woo sites when easy is an alternative. Their enhanced security won't keep yourself or your clients awake at night and they promised a no-hassle money-back guarantee. So consider A2 Hosting for your next client project at a2hosting.com. So let's talk a little bit about the earned media versus paid media. And let me just kind of back up a little bit. You've got these Black Friday lists, which is a mix of organic, where you just list it and the, the site puts it there. You can also pay to get preferent referred positioning on those lists. You also have these Black Friday videos where our favorite YouTube influencers in WordPress will put together their deal list. And those are typically paid. And I see saw Hostinger pop up on some of that. I put 
I had my clients, we had, there was three main videos, three main influencers that we were putting our stuff on. And those were, were all paid. Um, it's hard to know how successful those are, right? Cause you, you get views, but did those turn into clicks or was it again, more of just part of the general marketing of that? Um, yeah. Did you, did you see much of your, um, like, I guess, how do you think about some of the, the earned versus the paid you, the stuff you create yourself or where you have someone else do it for you? Yeah. Like, yeah, cause I do think that those are two very different, um, areas. Like obviously the organic traffic is more of a slower type of, <laughs> and much smaller payout, but, um, but yeah, we, we do, we work with a lot of influencers, some affiliates and partners and not all of them we ask to do this, but the ones that make sense and they do return well, like, uh, uh, but we are also very strategic and picky with who we want to represent Hostinger. And um, so I think that's something that everybody should be. Don't just give it to everybody because if the quality doesn't match the quality of your product, then you probably don't want that person to represent your product. Uh, so you should be um, suspicious. And uh, <laughs> I'm going to see how many times I can say that word today of that. But but I like for for us and i'm guessing for you as well like that data that we got back and the return was was good we're, we're getting those eyeballs and I, I think the thing i'm wanting people to to take away from this is that your email strategy your list strategy your youtube strategy your like all of those those marketing things uh and you get the data back uh we had a client you know they they paid on facebook and they got good clicks back from from Facebook and it's it's hard to know like you know like yes you want to make sure that you're you're spending your money correctly be careful with uh, uh making assumptions as to well that didn't work like well it may not have actually gotten you that sale but you are building your brand and I am a big encourager of creating your own content that earned media so that uh, you become part of that conversation and building your community and, and all that. I think that you guys do that really well with, with hosting your academy. I, I, I love the work that you guys do because it's, it's helpful, useful stuff. Yeah. And like, well, kind of, I'm going to segue this maybe into like what to do with all of this information that you get from your postmortem. Like, uh, so what what is kind of the next steps? Like, how do you implement all of these insights that you're that you've gained from from writing up this marketing postmortem, and how do you implement it into your next campaign? I think that's a very crucial step in you know this continuous cycle of improvement. Um, so I'm sure you have some good. Uh, ideas on how our listeners can do it more effectively. Um, but like, what would you be your number one thing of, I guess it could, didn't really have to go in order. These can just be in any order. Some tips on how to implement the insights that you've gained into your next campaign. So I think it first starts with being intentional, your intentionality. And if you simply put in the old Google postmortem template, there are a ton of them there that will will walk you through it. So I think the my most important takeaway 
is to do it <laughs> and and to to think about it. So often we're exhausted after a big campaign. We did something. Okay. But now before the new year, take the time. So this is me saying it over and over again. I should, I was a teacher and I would tell my students, if I repeat myself, it's because it's important and it's going to be on the test. I knew you were going to say that because I've heard it so many times. <laughs> right. So if I repeat myself, it's important because it's going to be on the test. Suspicious. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Google post-mortem template. Go through that process with your team is the number one thing. Then evaluate what you did as logically as possible and try to understand why the things happened. And okay, well, we only did like, how come our email campaign didn't work? We didn't have any clicks from that. Well, go look at your email campaign. And this is the other piece of advice. And then I'll throw it back to you for your piece of advice. So my, I did two. I did go do it. <laughs> and second <laughs> was we try and like think of it from the perspective of your audience, from the people who are buying it. And that is difficult to do because it's really hard to remember what it was like to not know something. And as the business owner or the marketing that you're in charge of this, of course they know where to click. Of course they know our value proposition. Of course they understand the problem, what we do to fix the problem and how that problem, how it will feel once that problem is solved. Of course they understand it. No, they don't. They don't. Do not assume. Because you know what, Miss Emma, when people assume, you know what that, that is? Assumption. happens when you assume. <laughs> Suspicious. <laughs> Tell me. All right. That's ass out of you and me. You assume. Don't do that. Oh, yeah. I've never heard that. What? No, wait, say it again. I wasn't paying enough Don't attention. Assume because when you assume, you make a ass out of you and me. That's how you spell assume. And he said it twice, guys, so it's really important. It's important. <laughs> It'll be on the test. Yeah. All right. So yeah, don't assume. Uh, be your do your very best to put yourself to empathize with your the people you are advertising marketing to, um, but don't don't assume that they know all the things you know. Like, dumb it down. All right. Uh, what what takeaways do you have? Yeah, I actually think um, I really like like the customer centric approach. You know, like that. I feel like everybody should just do that. Like, uh, but it's not like common sense, but it is common sense. But like, yeah, put them in the center of your strategy and like understand their needs, their preferences, their pain points, where they're coming from. Because to you and me, like going through some onboarding through some product that you're learning, it's like, it's, it's hard to, you know, take a step back and look at it with fresh eyes. So I will just back you up on that. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I think there's, like, a lot of stuff that you can do inside the just do it. Like, uh, I, I maybe I'll have tried to elaborate on things that you can do. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like um, you could start with, maybe not start with, but, like, uh, you could look at what objectives you've learned. Like, uh, like w setting clearer ones for the future. So, 
whatever insights you're getting from your postmortem, like try to be more specific or more measurable with your goals and, and figuring out like um, why and where you need to adjust accordingly. Um, and I think that kind of goes into remembering like your target audience uh, and refining that, that, that customer centric approach. Like if the data showed that maybe certain segments of your audience uh, responded more positively than others, like maybe tailor your campaign, the next one to focus more on those ones or different channels. Um, and yeah, I think you can optimize a lot of like different types of strategies, like you were saying, content, SEO, YouTube, whatever it is that you're working on, um, whatever your content and how it's resonating with your audience, create more of what's working and less of what's not. Um, and listen to their feedback and whatever they're saying, ask them for it more. Maybe you can make even more implementations into it. I don't know. I'm just like, I'm like, what am I forgetting? You know, uh, I think so. Another part of this is making sure that we we remember our own biases, that what we feel like, oh, I feel this is working. But and that's, again, one of the things that's been helpful for different people to do these analyses in, in public is that Hey, make a one thing. It's kind of a fun thing to do is before you look at your data. Ooh, here's another suggestion. Before you look at your data, um, guess what your data will look like. Kind of like, oh, my hypothesis is that this is where our traffic came from. This is where our sales came from. And then does the do the facts bear those out? And then trying to understand kind of back into where that information came from. That sounds like fun. Yeah. But- it could be either a very happy reaction or a very sad reaction. Well, because we like we have our, our baby campaign, like, oh, this one's yeah. brilliant. I am so smart and everyone's gonna love what I do. As as marketers, we, we fall in love with the, the thing we create, but at the end of the day, people don't care. <laughs> For the <laughs> most part. They just don't care. And really what it, what it comes down to is um, you know, repetition over time. This is important. Uh, building, growing our influence so that people like us do things like this is a thing that I say often when I'm trying to explain to our clients how they want to think about their brand is that uh, people like us, we're successful business people. We are successful people do things like this buy my plugin, buy my, my WordPress, my, my product. And this applies to, to all industries, but it's that people like us do things like this is that again, repeating it because it's important that will help you understand the motivations behind why someone buys something. Being good and existing isn't enough. Again, being good and existing isn't enough. You've got to help people understand that, hey, when I buy this, it's going to solve that problem. These people understand my problem and this will fix it. I pay some money and now I will, all my troubles will be forgotten and everything's going to be better. Mm -hmm. Um, If you had to somehow sum up everything that we've said for the last 35 minutes and 50 seconds, because there's a timer my favorite. Uh, what what would be the best practices and possibly their benefit to the people listening on why they should actually do this? Because it's still fresh. They could still do a postmortem on Black Friday and everybody. 
Yep. Do do your postmortem. That's the the main takeaway. Is just do it. Marketing at work right there with with a good old Nike. Just do it. That was such an old campaign, but because it was repeated so often and we loved it, it has stuck. So that's an example of this stuff works. Um, so to wrap up the postmortem exercise, it really boils down to being intentional about your business. It's not enough to make a product and then say, hey, it's for sale. It's you. And my encouragement is that it's to bring a team around you to get other people's input, learn from others. I love this community. It's what we're doing here is that you can learn for, uh, from others. And I would say that if you have a question about this, Send me an email, send Emma an email, uh, message us on the, the socials, find us on the LinkedIn's or the, the X Twitter, and we're happy to help, or we can steer you towards someone who is able to help. So, uh, breaking this down is do the postmortem, have your team around you, ask people's, you know, analyze what happened and ask other people's advice. Like, Hey, is this what you saw? Am I crazy? And then take that and and then write it down in the template that you Googled or we'll try to share in some notes. And then when it comes time for you to do this again, before you do your next campaign, especially your next Black Friday campaign, take that template out uh, several months before. So this would mean that you know Black Friday into November, I would really encourage you like, once September hits end of August, that's when you want to be planning your Black Friday. And that's my kind of final takeaway uh, of this is then implement it. Yeah, for sure. And I would also recommend not only reaching out to us, but the posts that you see. Like uh, if you see any of the companies posting this on whatever social media, you can just use that. They're, they're looking for engagement. And I want to encourage you that your question, there are no bad questions, is is total crock. That's not true. There are terrible (laughs) questions. So don't ask bad questions, but take a minute, be authentic. And when they post something, what is your reaction and what do you want to know more about? Ask that. And that's an engaging conversation, which I guarantee you they will all love to have. Yeah, um, I agree. And I still think that uh, a, a couple other like best practices would be um, use your data. Like you collect it regularly for a reason. Uh, if you don't know how to read it, ask somebody for help. If you don't know how to make a decision or analyze it, like ask somebody for help. There's uh, probably somebody at your company. If you're a one man or one woman show, uh, go to Reddit. Um, one of my favorite things actually to do on like Reddit or Stack Overflow is to post something incorrectly and be like super confident about it because nobody wants to help me sometimes when I ask a genuine question, but they love to prove me wrong. So if you're not getting answers, maybe try that tactic. But uh, yeah, like use the data, especially if you're like, yeah, say it wrong, be suspicious and get your answers quicker. But using these different metrics, I, I don't even know, like, uh, it's just, it benefits so much. You can increase the effectiveness of so much of your strategies and almost reduce that guesswork that you were kind of saying, like, like 
how can you make your hypothesis actually happen and be more aggressive about it in the future? Um, and I, I do want to just like one more time bring up the customer centric approach. Think about your clients. Think about who you're targeting because it's so important at the end of the day to understand their needs over and how they would actually go through it being like seeing it for the first time. Right. Evaluate your own buying patterns that when you buy stuff and it's about you, it's not about that car company. It's not about that burger, whatever it is that you're being marketed. It's about uh, the customer. So customer centric, the hero's journey that you as the person who are selling something, you're the guide. It's like, look at me, we can solve all your problems. No, it's like, look at me. We're going to walk together through this. And on the other end, you will be more successful than you are today. Um, all right, so let's wrap this up. Let's get the people on to the rest of their day. And uh, we're we're so excited that you guys joined us for the uh, the Woo Biz chat. Hopefully you got something useful from it. If if you take away this one thing is do a postmortem, Google the template, grab the template, pay attention to what other people did as far as their campaigns go, and then pay attention to what you did. We could have had this be like a 30 second podcast episode if you just take that that away. And be suspicious in a proactive way. Be suspicious of your findings. We're, uh, we're we're two episodes and I'm really looking forward to what we do in the new year. As people plan, we're going to be helping people this next year plan um, for their, their business calendars. We're going to be talking about email marketing, social media. We've got a, a whole bunch of, of really cool podcast episode ideas planned. But if you have an idea, if you have something that you want us to talk about, send us a message. We're always open to that. And we will be having guests on. We've done these first two episodes without guests. Uh, We're going to be inviting some guests on because we're looking for people that are smarter than us in these things because learn from others is is really uh, is how you grow grow in business. Um, Before as we wrap up, Miss Emma, how how can people find you if they want to ask you some questions? If you want to reply, (laughs) LinkedIn for sure. Because Twitter X, uh, if you go to my profile at all, you will just see that I suck at it. And I pretty much just say that I am at WordCamps. So um, if, if there's no WordCamp around, please contact me on LinkedIn. It's just Emma Young. Um, hopefully I pop up somewhere around the front. I know that's a, that's a very generic name. So, uh, yeah. And for you, Sir Atom. I, I finally put a background photo on my ex, uh, Michelle Frechette. She, I was, I, I did this last week. I was her speaker for her meetup and it was a great time. We did a whole bunch of marketing talk and she's like, Hey, I'm getting ready to put your profile on our meetup and you don't even have a background photo on Twitter. So I did that. Uh, but similar to Emma, fi- I'm more active on LinkedIn I do a lot of lurking. I pay attention to what's there. I don't post a ton, but I, I'm trying to be better at that. But yeah, find me there. Find me in post status Slack. Um, and uh, we we wish you guys all the best as you uh, enjoy Christmas and Happy New Year. Yeah. And I, I'm sorry, I'm going to not end there, but like tag us in your postmortem posts if you do it. It would be really cool to see some of your guys' uh, postmortem, and maybe we can write something suspicious there. 
And now I feel bad because you had a very nice tone to your Happy New Year, and I just <laughs> ruined I can do the it again. goodbye. Because if you do it more than once, it means it's important. Happy New Year. Okay. Goodbye. All right. <laughs> okay. Bye. <laughs> Well, as you can see, there is a ton of info Emma and Adam shared. And as they mentioned, they'll be bringing in guests as well. And if it's a guest or the Adam and Emma show, you're going to learn a lot about running your Woo or WordPress business over the next year. And thanks again to A2 Hosting and Weglot for their support throughout 2023. So a couple more episodes coming your way next week as we close out this year. So until then, keep on doing the woo.